This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. So tonight I welcome you guys to Soul School of Word and Worship. I want to thank Pastor Kathy for this opportunity. Ralph, you can lead the lights down. This year, Pastor Kathy said that the theme of this year was just Jesus. And I realized that if you have Jesus, you have everything. If you have Jesus, you have everything. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the life of a worshiper and what does that look like. Pastor Kathy talked about surrender, having a surrendered life, and she talked about Abraham. Abraham was willing to pay a price, surrender. And then Heather came along and she talked about the Holy Spirit. The time we announced the work of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, I The evidence of speaking in tongues, I pray that you receive it. It gives you boldness. It gives you power. The Bible says that he's a guide. He's a comforter. He leads. He guides. And then Pastor Kathy and Mary Ann, they spoke on individuality. They came up and shared. Then over the last two weeks, Grace has been sharing about hearing. Hearing. And then at the end of her teaching last week, she showed a video where someone was talking about the Old Testament and New Testament, creating that hunger. There has to be a hunger in us. There has to be a hunger. I know Pastor Gavin was saying that there uh, should be a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. We have to hunger and thirst for the word. And so tonight, well, I want to say this. Who takes a test without studying for it? Who takes a test without studying for it? And so that's me tonight. I'm just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I have no notes. I didn't prepare anything. Just trust in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we should be not only hearers, but doers of the word. I'm doing the word. If I can't do the word, if if I can't stand up here and teach for an hour about what's on the inside of me, then why am I here? It should be a hunger. It should be a thirst. Grace talked about hearing the word. It should be a hunger, thirst. Supposed to read the word. We have a job. Yes, we work nine to five or whatever our hours are. But what are we doing after work? What are we doing those hours from five to time we go to bed? What are we doing with those hours? Are we hungering? Are we thirsting for the word? What are we doing with those hours? 
by spending quality time with, with the Holy Spirit. So what the Holy Spirit imparted on my heart today was one word. And that's what I'm doing tonight. And that one word he gave me was trust. The one word he gave me was trust. Do you trust me, son, to stand up there and teach the people? Do you trust me to, to, to walk the path that I've already prepared for you? Do you trust me with your life? Do you trust me with the things that I have prepared for you? So church, I just want to encourage you today. Do you trust him? Do you trust him with your life? Do you trust him with your situation? Do you trust him with your circumstance? Do you, do you trust him with your finance? Do you trust him with that, that job? Do you trust him with the opportunities that are coming? Do you trust him? What does trust look like? Why do we don't trust? What causes us not to trust? There's three things that cause us not to trust. Three things. The first is fear. The Bible says that in 1 Timothy, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The other one is unbelief. And the last one is doubt. Fear, doubt, and unbelief keeps us from walking in truth, keeps us from, from trusting him. What does trust look like? Trust starts with truth and trust ends with truth. The word, the Bible that you have, it starts with truth. It starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. It's truth. Truth. That's what truth looks like. Truth. Are we devouring the word? Are we eating the word? Are we standing on the word? Are we walking by faith and not by sight? Are we trusting him? Are we trusting him with our life? Are we trusting him with our kids? Are we trusting him with the job? Are we trusting him with our situations? Are we trusting him with our circumstances? Are we trusting him with our health? Are we trusting him? Church, hear my heart tonight. I don't mean to, to yell. I'm just, I'm just so full. Just something about his presence. Trust. If I was to give you a scripture, it'd be Isaiah 26, 4. I asked my friend on the sound, uh, who's doing the slides, I was like, I'm not sure I was going to go, but if you can just flow with me, I'll give you a little a, a time to put it up. Here it says, Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord forever. Trust in the Lord forever. What is forever? Forever is always. Forever is continual. Forever is eternally. Forever. For in Yao, the Lord is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord forever. It means whatever you face, whatever you're dealing with, whatever comes your way, whatever you face in life, Trust in the Lord forever. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Trust in him. 
He's got everything under control. Trust. Trust in him. My friend read earlier tonight, John 16, 33. John 16, 33. It says, these things, what things? What things are you talking about there? The persecution, the, uh, the people that's going to talk about you. The things. Cares of life. I've spoken to you. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, these things I have spoken to you. That you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. He said, we will experience these things. We will have tribulations. We will face trials and, and difficulties in life. But what's the last part of it says? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's already overcame it. Everything that you face in life, he's already overcame it. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for him. Jesus already paid the price. He said, it is finished. What does finished mean? Finished means it's complete. It's done. It's over with. He's paid it. Paid for. It's like you go to a restaurant. You sit down and eat. And the server comes over and says, she brings you the che- uh, She comes over. She's like, uh, you asked for the check. And she's like, check's already been taken care of. It's already been paid for. You're like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. It's paid for. It's already been paid for. Everything that you face in life, everything that goes on, it's already been paid for. Paid for. Do we believe that? Do we believe that it was paid for? Do we believe that he's already overcame the situation, the problems and circumstances we're going to face in life? Do we believe that? Do we believe it? A couple of weeks ago, um, my neighbors were outside across the street from me. And every once in a while, he'll come out and he'll work in the flower bed as an older couple. And time to time when I see him, I like to go over there and, you know, just have a conversation with him. I like talking to people. I like engaging people. And I like to learn from people. You learn a lot when people open their mouth. I like to learn from people. And so as we begin to converse and after two hours, you know, we're talking and stuff like that. And just in my spirit, man, I hear that she's trouble. And I asked him, I was like, uh, is, your, is your wife home? He said, yes, yeah, she's in the house. I was like, uh, do you mind uh, seeing if she's dressed, if she's not busy? You know, can I speak with her for a, mo- for a moment? He's like, yeah, sure. And so he goes in the house and remember, I'm talking about trust. I'm talking about trust. So I got to trust the Holy Spirit, what he just gave him, gave me to speak to this, his wife. And so as he go in the house and he gets his wife, she, she comes. And, and so we begin to converse there for a minute and I begin to tell her what the Holy Spirit gave me. And as I began to share with her what the Holy Spirit gave me, she began to 
to weep. She began to cry. And she said, you have no idea. She said, you have no idea what I'm facing. She's caring for her elderly mother. They're staying with her. Not only that, but her family members are upset with her. She's dealing with some health issues. There's a lot of stuff that's come up on her. And the Holy Spirit was telling me she's troubled. And so I began to speak to her, speak life into her. How am I able to speak life into her? Because I get truth from the word. I get it on the inside of me. And I spend time in his presence. I spend time in the word. I spend time in prayer. And as I do that, I'm, I'm led by the spirit and what he wants to say and what he wants to do. And so I began to speak to her those things. And like I said, she began to cry. But it's not me, it's him. I'm just trusting in him. He leads, I follow. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. What do you believe in God for? What do you trust in God for? What are you trusting him with? Do you trust him with your life? Do you trust him with the situation? Do you trust him with that circumstance? Do you trust him? If someone told you it is finished, that's bottom line. It's pretty self-explanatory. It means it is finished. Everything that you face, everything that you deal with, everything that goes on in life, it is finished. That's simple. But the problem is, is walking it out. We can speak it. We have no problem speaking that, but are we walking it out? The Bible says the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. Are we walking? Are we doing the word? Are we walking that word out? Are we walking it out? That's where faith is. Walking it out. You should constantly be tested. If you're not being tested, how are you growing? If you're not being tested, how are you growing? This is a test for me to stand up here. I don't have no notes. It's a test for me to grow. It should be constantly growing. You know how much I wanted to go to my computer and do some research and studying? But no, Holy Spirit, I trust you. You do it. I'm just a vessel for you to flow through. You have access. You have access. Do we give him access? Do we give him access to move? Do we give him access to speak through our vessel? Give him access. The hardest thing is trying to keep this vessel clean. The hardest thing is trying to keep this vessel clean. What are we allowing in here? What are we allowing in here? Go back to what I said earlier. From five, whatever time you get off to the time you go to bed, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? Only you can answer that. What are you doing with your time? 
few years ago, uh, my job took me to South Carolina. My wife and I, we had bought a house in March. We didn't move in right away. We did some upgrades to the house. So we ended up moving in the house in June because we did some upgrades to it. And four months later, my job took me to South Carolina. So I'm like, okay, Lord, you gave me this piece of property. And now you're telling me to move from here to there. Remember, I'm talking about trust. And you tell me to move from here to there. And so I go to South Carolina. I'm there for three years. Only came home on holidays, long weekends. For three years, I'm traveling up and down in 95. A seven and a half hour drive. And every time I would get ready to leave, I would tell my daughter to go in the house because they would all come out and watch me drive down the driveway. And as I'm pulling out of the driveway every single time, my daughter would run behind the truck as I'm exiting the community. And I would see her in my rearview mirror as she's running behind the truck. Three years I had to see this. And I would get on the 95 and I began to weep. I began to cry. Because I've never been away from my family that long, besides when I went to Afghanistan. But I've never been away from my family that long, for three years. And I began to, to cry and I began to weep and but the entire time, the, the Holy Spirit was telling me that he's got everything under control. Your family be taken care of. But this time is taking me out of my comfort zone into a place where he can grow me up. Some things that he can do in me. But I had to trust him. It was hard. Some things we face in life, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. You're going to have to face some, some challenges, some, some dark times. But be of good cheer. He's got it under control. Those were the hardest three years of my life. But it was a, it was a, that was my season. It was a season of him growing me up, a season of me drawing closer, drawing near, hearing from the Holy Spirit for what he was preparing me for. Just like God prepared Abraham. Abraham didn't even know where he was going. God told him to get up early in the morning, saddle up, take your son, and go to a place that I'll tell you. Could you imagine traveling three days? You have no idea where you're going. Three days, you have no idea where you're going. But you have to trust. You have to trust him. Father, I don't know where you're taking, but I trust you. Lord, I know my steps are ordered of the Lord, but I trust you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have this job situation under control. Thank you, Lord, I trust you. Thank you, Lord, even though I don't like my boss, I thank you, Lord, you to remove my boss or you remove me. I trust you. 
however it looks like, whatever it is, I trust in this situation. Moses trusted. I'm sorry. Abraham trusted God. He trusted him. He trusted. We even look at Noah. Here's God is getting ready to do something in the earth because he wasn't pleased with what was going on in all the earth. But he only found one man who found grace in his sight. You're in the middle of a desert and you're building a, a boat. Think about that. You trust in him. I don't know what it's going to look like, but Lord, I trust you. I'm going to do this because I'm being obedient. Being obedient to what you want me to do. I'm trusting you. Are you trusting him? Are you trusting him? Trust. You put up Proverbs 3, 5. You trust him. One of my favorite scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all. All means all. Your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Next verse, please. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. So first thing we have to do is trust. We trust him in all our ways. Regardless of what it looks like, we're not going to let the environment affect us, but we're going to affect the environment. We're going to trust him. And as we trust him, as we acknowledge him in every situation, every circumstance, we acknowledge you. Father, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but I acknowledge you in this situation. I acknowledge you in this, in this job that I'm believing for. I acknowledge you in this car that I'm believing for. I'm acknowledging for my, for my health in my body that I'm believing you for. I'm acknowledging you for you to direct my path. A lot of times we try to direct our path and we get in mistakes. Things happen. We mess up. We miss it. But when we allow him to do it, it works out. Might not happen overnight, might take time. But in the end, it'll work out for our good. It'll work out for our good. Trust. Do we trust what the word says? Are we trusting what the word says? Church, I was going to go a whole new, different route. I'm just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Trusting. Trusting. Trusting with our life. Do we trust in that it's going to take care of our health and our bodies? It's written. Every time that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, what did he say? 
It is written. It is written and he gave the devil the word. Gave him the word. Are we giving the enemy the word over our situation? Are we speaking the word over our situation? Are we speaking the word? Do we trust? Do we trust him? Do we trust him? And as I'm thinking about trust, I think about um, Paul when he was on the road to Damascus. And Jesus stopped him and said, Saul, Saul, why you, Paul, Paul, why you persecute me? But then after that, he went, he was escorted to Damascus. And there was a Disciple there, a follower of Jesus named Ananias. Now here, the Lord is speaking to Ananias to go and speak to Paul. This man was murdering people, locking people up. But Ananias had to trust in the Lord, his God, what he was telling him to go do. He had to trust him to go and speak to this man. Trust. So Ananias goes and he speaks to Paul. He receives his sight back. And as you know, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But Ananias had to trust him. He had to trust. He had to trust him. What are situations in your life that you need to trust God for? What does it look like? Are you, what are areas in your life that you struggle to trust him with? I even think about the, the Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They wouldn't even bow to this this image bell because they knew the God they served. They trusted in their God that they weren't not going to bow to this image. Their trust was in him. Of course, you know the story. Put him in the fire. But they trusted. They were willing to go in the fire. Do we trust him that much that regardless of what it looks like, how it turns out? Are we willing to, to trust him to that level? Are we willing to trust him to that level? Trust. Trust him. On Sundays, when the Holy Spirit gives me a word, don't you think it requires faith and trust for me to come up here and give a word? Or if he gives me a word to, to someone, I follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? It's trust. I have to trust him. I have to obey him. It's not for me. It's, I'm just a vessel for him to flow through. Trust. What are you trusting him with? 
What are you trusting him with? Whatever it is, give it to him. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like, give it to him. Trust him. He's got everything under control. We have to come to the place where we're not only hearers of the word, but we're doing the word. We're walking the word out. We're walking the word out, regardless of what it looks like. We're walking it out. Be around other believers that build you up, that, and people that don't tear you down. What does your inner circle look like? What does your inner circle look like? Are you around people that encourage you, that lifts you up, that that you can trust with the purpose in your life that you're able to share with them? What does your inner circle look like? Are you hanging around people that, that murmur? That's always negative. What does your inner circle look like? Jesus had the 12 and then he had the three. What does your inner circle look like? Who's sharpening you? Iron sharpens iron. Who's sharpening you? It's not going to always be peaches and cream, but sometimes that iron sharpening iron, there's, there can be conflict, but it can be good conflict. It can be good because it builds you up. Trust. King David and his men, they had just came back from Ziglag. They had went to war and they came back and to their camp. And when they came back to their camp, everything was gone. Everything was gone. The wives, kids, livestock, everything was gone. And David's men were going to talk about stoning him. Because here, the men trusted David. And they went to war. They're fighting. And they come back and everything is gone. Everything's wiped away. But David did something that we should all do whenever we face trials, circumstances, tribulations. David, the Bible says that David set himself to pray. He prayed. He prayed. And as he prayed, he got clarity. David and the men, they went and not only defeat the army, they got the wives and the kids and livestock back. Because he set himself to pray. He trusted in his God, regardless of what they were, the men had talked about doing to him. Regardless of what you face in life, regardless of what it looks like, set yourself to pray. Trust. Trust in him. He's got it under control. He's got it. Look at Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. He had three armies geared to come against him. Three armies. And I love this story because... What Jehoshaphat did is 
what I wish the United States would do. He called to fast. And the whole country began to fast and pray and seek God's face about what to do about the situation, about the circumstance. What do we do about this? And as they prayed and fasted, they got clarity. He said, the battle is not yours, but God's. And I tell you that the battle is not yours, but God's. It's not yours. You just trust. We don't fight. The Bible says that we fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. We don't fight. Angels fight for us. Good fight of faith. And so as he's trusting the Lord his God, that he did something that's kind of amazing. He put singers in the front. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. But he trusted. He trusted. Had the worshipers up front. We don't worship God because life is good. We worship God because he is good. He had worshipers up front. And as they're worshiping, God caused the armies to come against one another. And you know the story. There was none left. And it took them days to bring in the spoils. Why? He trusted. He trusted. Regardless of what was coming against him, he trusted. Regardless of what comes against you, trust him. Regardless of what it looks like, trust him. There's illness in your body, trust him. It's already been paid for. You believe for a house, trust him. He's already paid for. The Bible says that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He said, do not worry. What you going to eat, drink, or put on? Do not worry. Don't worry about it. Trust. He's got it under control. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. I shared this before. I remember, I think I was a teenager. No, 12 years old, I think. I led my first prayer in the church I grew up in. First prayer. Growing up, uh, my dad was a deacon in the church. And every Sunday, I was drawn to the front. Every Sunday, I used to go up there and sit with the deacons. Every Sunday, I was drawn to the front. And one day, my dad said, you're going to pray today. Legs began to wobble. It's like, you're going to pray today. And I'll never forget this. It's like vivid to me. And I, begin, I went up there and there was a chair and I began to, I knelt down on the chair like this. And the people were behind me. And I knelt down and, and I didn't say anything at first. And I remember my dad came over, but I know there was nobody but my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, putting his hand on me, let me know, you got this, son. You got it. I'm with you. Just want to let you know he's with you. He's got it. Trust him. Trust him. 
trust him. He's got it. I'm not sure what you're facing. I'm not sure what the battle is. A lot of times the battle is up here. But we need to get it here and here. Let him know that you got it. You got it. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. So the, I'll end with this scripture right here. Isaiah 40, I think it's verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Yep, that's it. It says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Everything in life we face, there are seasons. The grass is going to wither in the wintertime, but it will come back. The flowers, they're going to fade, but it will come back. But God's word stands forever. He said in his word that heaven and earth shall pass away. But what? Finish that. Huh? Yeah. My word will stand forever. His word. Got to get it in us. Got to get it in us. Got to get that word in us. We got it in, if we get it in us, then we're able to spew it out. We're able to call those things forth. The Bible says to call those things which be not as though they were. How can we call things forth if it's not in us? Got to get it in us. Get it in us. There are seasons in life. The Bible says over in Ecclesiastic 3.1, to everything there is a season. There's a season of growing. There's a season of not growing. There's a season of increase and there's a season of decrease. There's a season in life. But one thing is for sure. Seasons do not last. Seasons do not last. Your circumstance, your situation, it will not last. You are the victor, not the victim. You're blessed. The Bible says that you are royal priesthood, your heirs. You represent heaven. That's our assignment. Represent heaven. Represent heaven here on earth by our attitude. Our lifestyle, our disposition. People need to see us and see what heaven looks like. They don't need to run to Jesus. They come right to you. What does heaven look like? What does heaven look like in your life? Are you representing the kingdom? I love the messages Pastor Gavin are preaching about the kingdom. I love the kingdom. I love the kingdom messages. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. There should be a difference between us and an unbeliever.
there's a season. Your season cannot last. So I just want to encourage you tonight that trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. When you acknowledge him, you're giving him access, you're giving him permission. You're saying, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I give this over to you. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with my job. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with all the chaos that's going on around me in the world. I trust you. I'm not going to let the environment affect me, but I'm going to affect the environment. I'm going to bring change. I'm going to be an agent of change. Because I trust you. Because I trust you. Because I trust you. Where's Asia? Can you play for me? Because I trust you. I trust him. Was this good tonight? I trust him. I trust him. I trust him. I have to live my life like this. It's not me, it's him. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my family. I trust him with my job. I trust him with my finances. Because it all belongs to him. I'm in the kingdom. If I'm in the kingdom, that means that he's the owner. He's the owner of this real estate. I mean, he's the owner. I tell him, Lord, you're the owner of this real estate. The Bible tells me to do not worry, that you, you got everything under control. You said to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And as I seek the kingdom and your righteousness and all these other things be added. That's priority number one, seek the kingdom. As I do that, then we can hold him accountable, just like he holds us accountable. We can hold God accountable to his word. Give him his word to perform it. Let him work. Let him work it out. I trust him. I trust him. I trust him. I trust him. I'll share this last story. I have so many stories. I can tell stories all night. Years ago, the church I used to attend, my pastor, he was going to visit one of the members in the church. And the members asked him to come and pray for the, for the member. And as he goes and pray for this, this member, he got a witness in his spirit to, to go and pray for this other room, this other person. Remember, I'm talking about trust. So as he trusts in the leading of the Holy Spirit, he goes and prays for this this other individual. But he wasn't led to go and pray for this member of his church, person that's sitting in the seats, that give their time, their talent, their treasures. But it was led to go another direction. 
because he trusted him. He was leading by the Holy Spirit. As he prayed for this person, this person recovered, and they end up a couple of months ago, they, I mean, months after he prayed for them, they came to the church and they, they thanked him for visiting and praying. I say this to say that I say this because a lot of times we face a lot of things we face in life. We might have questions. We might have questions. Why is this happening to me? Why is this not working out for me? Why are my kids acting like this? Why is my marriage failing? Why I do not have that job? Why I'm facing this? Why is this situation happening in my life? Why is this situation happening in my body? Why, why, why? It's okay to ask God questions. It's okay to question those. But we can't question his decisions. We can question God, but don't question his decisions. Just trust him. He's got everything under control. Like my pastor, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't understand it, but he, he trusted. He trusted and that's what's going to happen in life. There's going to be times and situations in life that we're not going to understand. Why did this happen? Why is this not working out? Just have to trust him. Trust him. And as you trust him, as you continue to walk with him, he will not leave you nor forsake you. He's a very present help in the time of trouble, the Bible says. So, Father, Holy Spirit, I've been obedient. I've done what you asked me to do. You said, speak to the people about trust. And as you spoke through me about trust, I pray that their faith has has risen, that their trust level has increased. And that as they go from here, that there's something that was said tonight that it speaks to them on the drive home. It speaks to them when they lay down tonight. That they trust you with their life. They trust you with the situation. They trust you with the circumstance. They trust you. That you have everything under control. There is nothing too hard for you. The Bible says that with God, all things are possible. We stand on that word. I thank you for every single person here. I bless them. From the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, that no evil will befall them. No plague will come nigh their dwelling. The Bible says that you bless their going in and they're coming out. The Bible says that they are the head and not the tail. The Bible says that you are above and not beneath. They're kingdom citizens. They're ambassadors.
And I thank you, Father, and say, give you your word that you're obligated to perform it in their life. They say, acknowledge you, that you are to lead and direct their path. It's a promise. We trust you. We trust you. You're a good, good father. We thank you for what you've already done, what you're getting ready to do. The Bible says that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We trust you. Thank you that trust is rising in this place. Trust is rising in every heart. Trust. We trust your Holy Spirit. We trust you. You're our God in life. You're our guide. The Bible says the steps of good men are ordered by you. Every step we take, you've already gone ahead of us. You've already prepared the way. You've already opened doors that no man can shut. Opportunities. Favor in the marketplace. Favor on the job. Increase to these kingdom citizens. If anyone is going to get blessed, it's going to be these kingdom citizens. The Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou might prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. I thank you, Father, their souls are prospering. Prospering.